0: Hey,
1: Ryan, what's up, buddy? Hey, man, what's going on? Dude, it's good to see you. I've had a really long week. This is going to be nice. Oh, I
0: think everyone's had a long week, especially with all the crazy stuff being thrown around in the news these days. Something in the air. It's something. It must be something. Oh, oh wait. Oh, it's still COVID. You, COVID, got, you got my COVID's joke. Well COVID's done. in the air. Well done. I would have thought it would have faded out after Valentine's Day or after that stupid little groundhog decided to see his shadow. Right? It's when he sees his shadow.
1: Yeah, more winter.
0: More winter, right. yeah. Well
1: sees a shadow, you're fucked.
0: Well well, yeah, for a week.
1: It's like a Peter Pan thing.
0: Whatever. Well, let's get into it.
2: Welcome to the podcast Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests
1: in their mission to talk about anything and everything. And laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. That's right. If you dropped in, welcome to our neighborhood. We just stop by for each other. That's what we do for good banter, good laughs, and just an overall good time. We want to talk
1: about everything. How you doing, Philip? I'm okay. I think you drop by to keep me sane. My sanity check is no, no, no. You just stop in the door. You drop by,
0: or I drop by, to keep myself sane, hoping that you're sane because of the, we're sane, and, and I'm sane, and
1: so I said to myself, I,
0: <laughs> shelf, <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening.
1: Yeah, he said, she said.
0: That's right. That's the game. Well, I'm excited to be here, excited to do uh, have another new episode here. And remember, we have new episodes every Friday, so if you are new to the podcast, you can go back and check out all those episodes. We've had some fantastic guests. But we have a wonderful guest that's going to be on the show today.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this. All the way from uh, the Windy City. For those people from
0: Chicago. Actually, you know what? One thing I did learn about people from Chicago.
1: Is that they hate it when you try to impersonate them?
0: Well, everyone hates it when I try to impersonate them. That's why I do it.
1: That's a fair point.
0: There you go. (laughs) I mean, I'll be doing your impersonation in a little bit. So don't worry.
1: You better drink some more bourbon if your voice is going to come down to my level now. Come on. I,
0: I I know I I wore my bigger pants today. No, I can't even get down there that low. But I did. But side note, when I was in Chicago, I did learn this, and I had I had no idea. This was new information to me. We were on this boat, and they said they asked us, "Do you guys know why it's called the Windy City?" And of course, everyone, including myself, was like, "Oh, oh, oh! I know. It's because it's windy from the lakes." And then they go, "You're wrong." And All I was right. like, enlighten,
1: I, "Enlighten me and our listeners." Do you for, know? For those who don't know, no, well, I have no idea. You
0: have no idea. Okay, so i I kind of feel excited because I felt like an idiot. I really did because I it was almost the first hand that went up. It's like, oh, oh, I know. You know, like the kid that is in the front row that wants to show everybody up, and then the teacher's like, "Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely incorrect." But they call it the Windy City because they're a bunch of windbags.
1: Ouch. So it's an insult. I, well, well,
0: it sounds like an insult, but I, I think it's more or less just how people are.
1: I don't know. If somebody calls me a windbag, I'm probably going to throw a punch. I, well, it sounds like an insult.
0: I mean, it's, they're just gossipers, man. They, they just, it's all about, I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> but, but they apparently just, they just talk. But I learned that. So I learned that they are called windbags because of the, all the talking and everything that, that goes on in Chicago, which I never knew that. I thought that was really interesting. There's your fun fact for the day.
1: I, thank you for the education.
0: Yeah, I know you're, you're very unimpressed with this.
1: I would very much like to find out what our, our coming guest has to say about, about uh, Winback Chicago.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into our guest. I'm super excited for him. He's a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal and group fitness trainer, master instructor at SoulCycle, Lululemon ambassador, and precision nutrition coach. He also is owner and operator of Build It Athletics, based in Chicago. I cannot stress how much fitness is coming out of the ears with this individual. It is fantastic, and it's making me feel like I need to go start working out. But we want to welcome to the show Mr. Brent Losey. Brent, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me on,
0: guys.
1: Thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on all the way from the, from the windbag city.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you? I That's have to running. ask, did you know that... People from Chicago were called windbags.
2: So I have also been on that architectural boat tour many times. And I actually think those, those people are like hilarious. And you actually end up walking away like, wow, I learned a lot. And I've taken that ride a couple different times. And you learn something different every time um but and and like you i was like yeah it's because it's really windy and cold in chicago and then you feel like a dumbass. it just yeah it just makes
0: sense right Uh, yeah yeah.
2: no so i don't blame you
0: well okay so you took the you took the architectural boat tour how did what did you think of it i mean because actually speaking of you studied architecture in school so i imagine that that was probably the main reason i went because my wife loves architecture and wanted to go and i was like ooh, a boat (laughs)
2: Yeah. Right. And you can, you can drink on said boat. So that's right. You know, (laughs) it worth your while. I'm in. Um,
0: (laughs) Don't worry. They have life vests.
2: Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Um, And it is always one of those things like when friends or family come into town, if they haven't done it, it's like top of the list. Like you, you've got to do this. Um, It's a great way to see the city. Um, And yeah, it's a great way to get a little education while you're getting a little uh, liquored up and um, get to appreciate Chicago so the first time I took it I was definitely like okay I'm studying architecture I'm in Chicago I need to do this um, to you know beef up my education but then other times it's just it's a really cool like social event or good way to see Chicago
0: well okay so you how long have you been in Chicago
2: um, I moved here in spring of 2015 so I guess coming up on six years which is kind of crazy
0: and, and how how has it been? Because everyone always says, especially if you're not from Chicago, like winters or getting that first, how was how that first cold winter?
2: You know, wild, because I visited friends who were already in Chicago, and at the time they were like, we just got the record amount of snow, like this sucks, and you always hear that about Chicago. Since I've moved here, and I'm originally from the East Coast, my uh, parents live outside in outside of DC in the Virginia suburbs you know and I have friends in New York and Boston since I've lived here they have gotten way more snow than us my dad is always like showing me pictures or calling like I wish you were here to help me shovel the driveway and well okay
1: um, so they've gotten more snow but how is the the temperature differential compared is it
2: so that's so that's where the kicker is like we don't really get spring in Chicago
0: I I can't really understand what a Chicago winter is is like and for you that's got to be tough because you're a fitness guy
2: yeah I, and and even this past month you know when we're in a world where people are working out at home more they're not even venturing outside just the fact that it's like snowy and cold and miserable outside like really affects people's moods more than you think and it's a lot of people are like I had a hard time getting to class well what do you mean get to class you had to step out of your bed and, and like turn on zoom Right to do class, but uh, the the dold the doldrums of winter are definitely a, a real thing.
1: Yeah, well, man, it's interesting you say that. I, I moved to Houston, Texas, from Ithaca, New York, and it's very similar ooh. to Chicago. Right, super super crazy cold, very windy, lake effect wind and snow, and it's always that ultra cold but also humid, which you're intimately familiar oh. with. Right, it cuts right through you. Seasonal depression is no joke. I mean, some people really, really suffer terribly. And I imagine during the pandemic, as you were alluding to, where people already aren't getting out, it's got to be very hard in a very, very cold, dark winter. Yep, magnified for sure.
0: I I have to know this. Do you work out outside more than you do inside?
2: Uh, No, not right now. And what's funny about full cycle too is everyone asks, Oh, do you ride bikes outside? And I can't actually tell you the last time I got on a bike that moved somewhere. Really? Yeah. You, um, it's just, it's like, not oh, your you preference? Must, you, must do, you must do triathlons. You must do like bike races. And I was like, no, I, my bike doesn't go anywhere. It's, it's inside.
0: <laughs> I'm in temperature controlled.
1: <laughs> well, as a soul cycle instructor, quite a bit of that has to be because your schedule is just so insane. Yeah, I mean riding outdoor riding is a very serious time commitment.
2: Oh yeah. Because I mean, I, I know a couple of friends and even another instructor is actually a big outdoor rider. So it can be done to do both. But yeah, when, when they go out for outdoor rides, it is 50 miles is a short ride. Right. And it's yeah. It's yeah. For road bikes. Thing. No joke. Yeah. I
1: yeah. love then, those
0: rides. I love those rides. They're, they're great.
2: Honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it's like the last thing my, my legs and body want to do. And in the, in the time that I do have to move when I'm not teaching classes, I want to make sure I'm like cross training and strengthening my body for everything else. So.
1: Okay. I've got a feeling we're going to jump around quite a bit with this, but I have to ask this question off the back of that statement as a soul cycle instructor, I've never been to a soul cycle class. I've seen them advertised. I've seen some short you know YouTube videos. I've seen lots of comedians make fun of it. Um, oh yeah,
0: I, <laughs> you, you've made fun of did, me. Good SNL fun...
2: skit, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, good good SNL skit. Um, well, I'm as an instructor, you're really riding like every class, right? Like it, it always looks to me as the instructors like like they're on the bike, they're getting moving and stuff. How do you? How do you keep up the illusion where you can pace it a little bit and keep people motivated who are seeing you, but not actually be going all out? Because I can't imagine you can do that more than one or two classes, and you'd be dead.
0: Or, right? or do you turn the resistance down at times? You know, when you know you have to back to back to back to back classes.
2: You guys are you guys are trying to get me to give away all the secrets. <laughs> so
0: I <laughs> I, um, I've taken never, pl- I've taken plenty, and I'm after they talk about. I've seen instructors on the screen that talk about. I've done this many. I'm in my third or second, third, fourth class today. Yeah. I, I'm just like dying, and you I'm just are, like, how do they look like they're not even sweating?
1: Yeah, but be, but before we get further on that, you, <laughs> you are more than welcome to plead the fifth on this show anytime you feel anytime you feel that <laughs> no, you no, can plead the no no don't
2: oh come on don't let him get yeah. away with that. I want to know. I want to know. I have no secrets, and it is honestly a question I've gotten a lot, um, and it's evolved over the like almost six years I've been teaching, because when I came out, I thought that people would want to take my class because of not only like great music, not only my personality, but because of that idea that I was in it with them, right? And I think that is what's really cool about SoulCycle versus a lot of other group boutique fitness classes where instructors on the floor are just kind of like hollering at you, pointing at you, demoing a little bit. It is different because, yeah, you were right. We are riding the whole time. And so I thought, like, I got to I gotta be – when I am asking them to push, I need to push. And that's still something I do that I'm big on. If I'm going to ask you to do this, I want you to know that I can do it too and I am in it with you. So I do tell myself sometimes if it's a long day or I teach a lot of, like, triples, right? So I do teach three cards. And if it's the last one a day, I might go into the class saying, like, okay, I'm just going to ease off my resistance a little bit, right? Maybe I could fake turn the knob. I go into it thinking that, and it never happens. I have one speed. And it's like if I'm in there, I'm going, and the adrenaline rush gets to me. And then midway through a hill or a push, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like you said you weren't (laughs) going to do this, and you did it. So I think it's like the energy that the room creates, that I create, that that everyone else is kind of vibing off each other that I, I do end up kind of like kicking my ass more than I probably should.
1: Now, when you say triples, you actually sometimes do three back-to-back classes in a day?
2: Yeah. Uh, things are a little different now with the pandemic. Like not all our studios are open, but in the prime of things, um, and hopefully where we're getting back to maybe by the end of this year, um, I teach uh, 16 classes a week. Uh, wow. So I have some That's days ready to do, some days ready to do three. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so... Let, let's do this. If you if you would indulge us, take a moment and and uh, and give us the lowdown on on give us give us the elevator pitch on SoulCycle, like for people who are not familiar with it, who are listening to the show. I'd like to get a little background of how this thing came to be and and kind of what it's about, just real fast. Well, and and just to, yeah.
0: p- to piggyback with that as well, how you got involved with it? I mean, how does one sure. person just kind of decide? Oh, I'm gonna gonna do this.
2: So. Soul, I believe, has been open for 12 years and it really was, it was created by um, um, two women who really enjoyed riding, cycling, um, Julie Rice and Elizabeth Cutler, but they couldn't find it in New York. It was when they were going on vacations to California, there was this energy, there was this community and they're like, we don't have this in New York. We want, selfishly, they wanted it for themselves in New York. And so they opened up in like a non street front alley where they didn't even have signage. It was word of mouth. And then it became so popular that it started popping up like Starbucks in New York. And then it opened up in California, which is kind of like our second big hub. And now we're in, uh, you know, without the exact number of major cities across the U S we're in so many of them We're in Canada, we're in London now. Um, So it really exploded and what has always made it different is the sense of community. Um, We really, uh, we, you know, we call ourselves a pack when we ride, we ride to the beat of the music, which has you feeling like you are connected to other people. You are in it with other people. I think other kind of modalities, especially other spin studios, there might be like a, a leaderboard or there might be competition that's created. And that's not really what SoulCycle tries to foster. It does try to foster the sense of, like, we are all in this together. And you know everybody when you come in. You socialize when you're out. So it's really, yeah, I guess, pack-based, community-based.
0: But how did you kind of fall into SoulCycle or just in spin classes in general?
2: <laughs> this is, yeah, I, I love telling the story. Um, and, Brian, you know, obviously your brother and I are really good friends. And we have a really good... Uh, um, friend group from college. I moved to New York to work at another architecture firm and two of our college friends at the time getting ready to get married and they are trying to get in shape for their wedding. And they said, we're going to soul cycle tonight, Sunday night, February cold in New York. They're like, you want to come check it out? And I honestly was like, I don't know about this. I've heard about soul cycle. I do like a, you know, if you guys ever watched summer house or, you know, like, on." where right, Bravo, I was in like a Hampton share house and I knew a lot of uh, girls there that did full cycle and I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is for me. Like <laughs> I am a pro, I lift. Um but
0: We got to pump it up. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> we are here to pump you Whop. up.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get on the bicycle and go to the candy store to get a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. Great, Arnold. That's impressive. Oh thank so you. So I I say yes. Like I'm I'm up to try new things in New York and Right. I had heard it was it's like a very iconic thing in New York at the time. I think this was 2012. Um, And we go. I kind of don't know what I'm signing up for. I know it's a spin class. That's it. We go in and immediately like the lights drop down. There's like candlelight. That's it. And instructors up. Music starts bumping bases. I was like, whoa, what is going on? This is awesome. And like, I don't know at the time to like how much resistance to put on to support myself. I, I I do have some rhythm. I can dance, so I like to think this might be revisionist history that I actually picked up on stuff really quick. I look in the back row at and- my like one of my best friends from college. And he is just having like the worst time of it. Like hating his life, <laughs> barely moving his legs. Uh, he chose so
0: the we, back row for a reason. Then <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm not going to let anyone watch me up front. I'm going <laughs> to be right in the back.
2: <laughs> so his, his wife like booked our bikes. And I think she gave me credit early that like, we, we weren't in the front row. We were like in the middle row, but our, like he was in the back. She knew what was going to happen. Um, but we could <laughs> not have had more different experiences. <laughs> So I, I like walk out of there and, you know, this is, this is a couple years out of college, young professional. And you're, you're like, oh, what do I do for workouts now? Like, you know, I'm not a high school athlete. I'm not a college athlete. Like, and what am I going to do? That's kind of lighting my fire. And that was the first thing that it was like, I have not sweat like this in forever, but also I am on an adrenaline rush right now from the music. And I just felt like I walked out of a concert and I was like, when are we going again? Um, so I was hooked. Ride one.
1: I'm curious. So you were you are a, you're a practicing architect at this at this point. Yeah. When you transitioned from that profession back into a fitness world, and you chose fitness as your as your profession, did you go directly to SoulCycle?
2: Yeah, that was the I guess catalyst for everything. And so I mean, that's a great segue to kind of continue that story after that night is. You know, I don't walk out of that class saying like, I can't wait to be that instructor up there. <laughs> that was, I want to be him. Yeah, that was never my vision. And especially in New York, so many of the instructors are like performers who are
1: teaching on the side, singers, models. Well, you can relate to this, right? Being yeah. a professional actor and, uh, you know, English coach and a swim coach. Oh,
0: yeah, you have to, you got, it's it's crazy scheduling, but then when you get on this weird rhythm, and, and for me, that that's always been kind of what I've enjoyed. I actually enjoy kind of the crazy schedule. How do you like the schedule?
2: Um, I do love it, actually, because um, I kind of create, I create my own schedule to a certain extent, right? Like, we have a headquarters team that, you know, has given me set classes over the years. I've worked with them to massage, like, Hey, could we, could I take this time slot? Could I do that? But, you know, stepping into the schedule, they were like, you're teaching here, here and here. That's great. But then I can come back in and fill in my strength classes, you know, with my company, build it that I can teach here. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Now that I have a kid, I know I need to stop my day here. So I do actually think it's, it's flexible and it allows me to piece in all the different aspects of my life from there?
1: I've I've never done any kind of class like this. If I wanted to come in off the street just like you did for your story, you're obviously a high school athlete, a college athlete, and not not so much over here. Um if I walked in, let's say to any one of your classes, do you have uh levels of classes where you're not gonna go in this is the more advanced class or thing, or is it sort of set up so that everyone can kind of control their own
0: No 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 Philip, it's it's all advanced. It's all high all the time. You you get in there and you only have one level.
1: You put your soul there. He doesn't know how to use the shells.
2: <laughs> uh, that's a great question. And and one that, right, a lot of people, I think, fitness or getting right, deeper dives into health and wellness is, is intimidating, especially, right, if you're starting from a place where you haven't done anything in a while. And soul cycle can certainly be intimidating for a lot of people because we have riders in Chicago or – riders who have been doing this since the very beginning in, in, uh, you know, the early two thousands in New York that they look like dancers on the bike. So coordinated, all the like choreography that we do on the handlebars, somebody stepping in that class being like, I don't belong here. But as a whole, we always say our classes are for everybody. You can always take it at your own pace. And especially myself as an instructor, I wanna make sure that everyone has an option to work in their best way possible. So if we're doing some fast stuff out of the saddle, we're out of the saddle for a lot of our ride, I'm always saying like, if this is your first time, or especially in the pandemic, if you haven't been riding a bike for a while and you're just back to class, drop in the saddle, take a time, come back up when you feel good. Or if we're doing something really fast and you still wanna be on the beat of the music, really put on a lot of resistance and go at the halftime and you'll still be in that sway with everybody. So I'm big on that. This is for everybody. We see people as young as 12 years old as early as you can ride. And I honestly have had riders in their seventies and even eighties ride in, in like the same class. So wow, it's that, for everyone,
0: wow, that's, that's a huge age range. That's cool. I like that. Um, I got to ask, do you have a nickname or do people just call you the um, the master?
1: So I have,
2: Two nicknames that have nothing to do with Soul Cycle. You know, in high school, you're playing sports, and everyone takes your first initial of your of your first name, and then and then shortens your last name. So, Belos, um was my nickname. But then again, if you asked our college friends what my nickname is, it is Big Baby.
0: Okay, there's got there's got to be a reason behind that.
2: We no, got. <laughs> I've, been told, I've, I've been told I'm a little bit of a sensi. Yeah, I tend to wear my emotions on my sleeve. Uh, You know, your uh,
0: and your buddies thought it was a good idea to call you Big Baby. Oh, uh, he's
2: yeah, uh, he's if emotional. If I got a little <laughs> if I got a little heated about something, or I didn't agree with somebody. You know, they're like, "Oh, Big Baby, getting hot right now." <laughs> how, wait, wait, how tall are you? Uh, six three.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Let, let's make fun of the six three
2: Big Baby, Big Baby. Like that's well, listen, was, that's like me, man. I at five short. six. You were, wait a minute. I was short for the people I was hanging out with in college.
0: Really. Okay, yeah, well then, make, then make fun of no one that you were hanging out. With.
1: No
2: kidding.
0: <laughs> so maybe, maybe they took. Maybe it was because you're like, well, you were the smallest out of the group. So if we're gonna if we're gonna give somebody a nickname that we can make fun of, it's got to be at least the guy that's six three and not six six.
1: I mean, good good lord, y'all can get together and do the Expendables Part Fifteen when you're older. Right? <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm looking, I'm looking at
1: <laughs> pictures of you right now online, it's like. I'm sorry about your friend, but that must break you. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine calling you Big Baby. That's terrifying.
0: I, I've got to admit, if I was just looking at a picture of you for some for some reason, this name popped into my head, and I was watching something that this this uh, name came up. But I would picture you as Klaus. I don't know why.
1: There you go with the cigarette again, the Klaus <laughs> with the, with <laughs> the fake light. Like, because it, just,
0: it, started, it was like it's so cool, but at the same time, it's like very like it can be masculine, but yet sensitive. But 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 Klaus bends to no one. Klaus, <laughs> you know what I, I mean. Like
2: this. <laughs> okay. Everyone needs like their alter
1: ego name, right? Okay. There so you ha- go. <laughs> so hang on. back, backpedaling a little bit here. Just, and, 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 pun intended. Let's go. With pun intended. Uh, there we go. Yes.
0: Okay. Well played, sir. Wow, wow, thank you.
1: So you don't come out of this thinking I'm going to be the next greatest Soul Cycle instructor who's ever lived. You do come out of this thinking I have to go do this again. How long? How Um, long was it between the first class and your first time at the head of the class as the instructor? What kind of timeline are we looking at here? So, I think we're talking about three years. Oh Um, wow, pretty pretty quick then.
2: Yeah. So, and a lot actually happened in that time, um, which is you know one of these crazy things about you can have a plan for your life, but oftentimes like what ends up happening is not what you ever intended so I'm in New York working at an architecture firm um again to that point where I'm about a year and a half two years in in architecture um you know I'm I'm at a really reputable firm and I kind of see like there's a ceiling here um I mean I, I mean was that it was it is.
0: just like I I don't see myself going somewhere in architecture or it's just it's not like it, like you said it, it didn't light that fire for you enough? Is that what you were? it
2: was so easy to let go? So I don't know if I ever saw myself living in New York full-time. I'm from D.C., and I had a really good opportunity to move back to um, a, another suburb outside of D.C., very close to my family, very close to where I grew up, and, and be a project manager, which was a big step up. Very small boutique residential firm. And I actually had interned um, for um, the principal at this firm growing up in high school and college. And so I was like, okay, this is great. I can move back home. I can have more responsibility. I can design my own designs a little bit more. Um, and most importantly, like, I guess this is the way life works, right? I'm going to move back to where I'm from. I'm going to set some roots up and I feel good about this. I've had my fun in New York. I feel good. So I moved back to Washington DC area. Um, and for all intents and purposes, I'm going to work in this firm and maybe one day open my own firm. Um, but then I end up uh, tearing my Achilles. I'm like, wait, oh. what does this have to do? Um, tearing your Achilles means you move back in with your parents at the age of 29 um, and your parents drive you to work uh, on the same road that they w- used to drive you to uh, middle school. And so you're like, ooh, this is this is not where I a saw little. life going. <laughs> yeah. It's like a uh, little humbling.
0: I I need a change.
2: <laughs> a little yeah. humbling experience. Huh? And so that honestly was was kind of like, all right, where where do I see things going? And Soul Cycle then opens up right as I'm coming back from my recovery from my Achilles. They open up in DC. They open their first studio. And it's something I had been to other spin studios in Virginia. I was like, this is not the same, the energy, the atmosphere, the instruction. And when they opened in D.C., not only was I so glad that it was there, but that was the first time it clicked with me. I was like, this is going to catch on like wildfire. They're going to open a handful of other studios in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia. Like, What if I could do this before or after work in architecture? And so I kind of said, "All right, let's let's give it a swing." And the first opportunity that they had auditions, and yes, you like they call it auditions.
0: I, I um, actually like I actually like that as as a customer. It is a show. I, I mean, it really yeah. is. You're you're motivating people to work out.
1: Yeah, I picture it like a motivational speaker, right? Which is a performance. It's, it's
0: a performance. Just, it yeah. really is. And and I don't know if if you've ever looked at it like that because I know you just said audition, which I actually kind of like that they do that, but. Has it ever, have you ever thought of it in that way?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's elements of everything you just said. Um, It is, I mean, it is a performance. We are mic'd up. Um, I'm a DJ up there, right? I've crafted a playlist for class. I'm an MC. I'm telling people how to dance, right? I'm I'm like a a wedding DJ kind of thing. Like, all right, hey guys, we're doing cha-cha fly right now, right? But on a bike. Um, I am a motivational speaker. Part of it is to get people to get the most out of their time, energy and effort and being there and challenging them to push themselves harder than they would by themselves at home. And then what's also unique to SoulCycle is we have this kind of, we call it like a soulful moment in class. It's one song that almost is like a yoga fusion into class lights are down. It's more of a thought provoking song. You dive into the lyrics a little bit more. It's not about the work. And in, during that moment, I will, pull from the lyrics i will try to get people to be reflective and and think about what's going on in their life in that
1: moment is that normally Um, as the workout's coming to an end like near the end of the yeah it's like our second to last song kind of yeah
0: do you have people that criticize or have you really had that customer that's giving you such a hard time that it just it's made you almost question sometimes why am i doing this
2: yeah I, i mean absolutely and You know, I would I'd be lying to you guys if I said during the pandemic there were a ton of articles and things coming out that like, you know, slandering SoulCycle and everything. And for me it it almost validated my my love of what I do because I got really protective of it and I was like, No, 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 but I'm I really believe I'm making a difference and we have built this really special community in Chicago and I am more than just a fitness instructor who these people only see for 45 minutes like you know we have relationships I know what they do with their kids and on the weekends and then things like that so one soul cycle I really do believe in the platform in which it's given me to kind of rise above the external criticism now you mentioned like, hey, are there people who take your class and be like, that guy sucked. He his music is terrible. Um, I, I bet joke like, cause, with because
0: everybody that, has their own own style, right? Because you yeah. show up and and it's not going to always be what you like. It can't. And I, it can't. And I
2: take, yeah, I take that. I I do. And here's big baby. I do take that stuff a little too hard and too hard and write any reviews that you get. You don't get as many positive ones as you do the people who are, are willing to take the time to write the negative ones. Now, I don't, I haven't had many of those over the years and, and over the course of the six years, i said, Hey, I can't please everybody. And, and I know that there's, I have really, really loyal supportive people that have been with me since the beginning. Um, but what's great about Soul Cycle is if they don't like my class, they have done a really good job. And again, to kind of, put another term on it of casting our whole instructor bench in Chicago, that there is something for everybody, not just like, Oh, they might play a little bit more of this music. They might play more of that, but personality and life story and connection. So SoulCycle does a really good job of being, and we do really preach inclusivity that it is for everybody. And there is going to be an instructor for somebody to relate to and enjoy. If well, it's not
0: well no mind. one, no one threatens big baby. And gets away with it. No one puts
2: big baby in the
0: corner. (laughs) No one puts big baby in the corner. (laughs) I I actually want to. You know what? I'd love to hear. I I would love to hear a group of instructors' inner
1: thoughts. There has to be one or two classes a year where it's like, oh man, who is putting out that funk? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like
0: "Mm, third, third row, man. You got some bo. You should have. And not that you would ever. Into
2: somebody's face, do
0: that because that's not what you guys are about. But I mean, have you guys ever gotten together? That would be a podcast right there.
2: That would that yeah, be a podcast? It was almost that'd be a it podcast. was almost a reality show, to be honest. Like they, some network did pitch Soul Cycle on trying to do like instru- like real world type of thing, instructors live in a house together.
0: Oh, that's and then, but see, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm glad, just that's just garbage. That's just garbage. It's, let's
1: yeah, let's. I'm, I'm glad it didn't come to be either because none nothing good comes of those shows. All of a sudden, somebody says the wrong thing, It's, oh, you know. Instructors are all monsters. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's that's not. Well, well, that was a
2: good thing. They turned it down for the right reasons.
1: Update me and our listeners on the timeline here. So you're six years. You've been doing this, or is this?
2: Yeah, we opened up. I taught a little bit in DC as, and and, you know, quickly to bounce back to the story. um, I audition in DC and I get accepted, which is great. Kind of didn't expect it. So it's like, all right, what happens? You have to go to New York for. It's really like six to 10 weeks to train. And I'm like, okay, where am I going to live? What's going to happen? I bounced around friends' couches week by week, and I was actually still trying to hold on to my architecture job. So I'm taking the bus back on weekends to get work so that I can do work in between training, which is actually like really intense. So you get there and then you have to teach what we call community rides that are kind of like your final auditions. You teach free classes to New York riders and, if, uh, if our instructor kind of, uh, we call them ID2, instructor development team, says, great, you're good. We're going to put you on the schedule. I think in my mind, great, I'm going back to D.C. I in D.C. They're going to open more studios doing that. Midway through training, they say, uh, D.C. studios aren't going to really be open for a couple months. You wouldn't, you'd only be subbing. You'd only have like two classes. How do you feel about? Moving to another market, and for me, it's like that's not the plan. I didn't sign up for this. Then they throw out Chicago, you know, and in in addition to some other cities. And I pause on Chicago because I have a lot of college friends are there. It's like, all right, at least I would know. Someone have friends there. (laughs) Someone. (laughs) Um, And so, in that moment, is kind of when the shift happened, and I was like. I'm all I'm all in on this. I don't think this is a part-time thing for me. This isn't before and after work. Like I feel that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I was like, let's do it.
0: Do you guys have fans? I, I bet you got fans. Do, do you guys get letters and things like that? You get fan mail?
2: Not fan mail, but in the day and age we live in. <laughs> oh, um, so email, fan really, fa- email. My my my, my <laughs> Instagram. wife <laughs> Instagram. That's right. My wife will say like. And especially when we were dating, she's like, do people ever slide into your DMs? And I'm kind of like naive and stuff. I'm like, I don't know what classifies as a slide. Is it like, oh, I loved your playlist today. Like, what what song was that? And she was like, yeah, that's a slide. Um,
0: (laughs) I actually, I had never heard that term. I, I'm not. I, I. Wow. I feel sliding. really. I've never heard slide. Man. I. That is an old moment for me, and I'm not even old. I the big don't. Big one
1: with the youths. Oh, it, yeah. It I, was. I, I plead the fifth. Let's just keep going. On oh this my
0: gosh. I never. You never heard. <laughs> I, have you ever heard in, that? Of course
1: I haven't. I'm never. i never <laughs> in touch with any of this Well, I stuff. feel
0: better because I, th- that's a slide. Oh man. my gosh. <laughs> it's a new one for me too. all right so okay so you you you've had you've had the slide action uh, a little bit going on while you were dating so but no no crazies no no one that was stalking or anything like that
2: no and but there are stories of instructors having this and and there's been articles that i've read especially about instructors in new york that have talked about you know it's real that you need to put up some boundaries of your life oh yeah um like i have a kid now and I can't be out like after classes necessarily like hitting up the bars after all night and things like that. But even then, it, it's, it's a blend, right? Because as I have mentioned before, I have really good relationships with my riders and clients and calling them clients isn't really even doing it justice. They're, and, they, and they have turned into friends. And for me, I haven't had those crazy stories because I'm a your vibe attracts your tribe type of person. So whatever I've done has just naturally brought the people into my life that have like kind of similar energies, similar balance. So I don't See, have those stories, but those stories are out there with other instructors.
1: How does build it come into play?
2: So if you look on my Soul Cycle bio on the Soul Cycle website, it talks about. Uh, finding strength to build a better you and it really was a tie back into my architecture right I worked on residential design I worked on building homes and for me it's like I want to be a coach that helps people build their best lives their best bodies their best person so that's where build it originated but it was really just like my hashtag on Instagram if people wrote with me they could do hey build it or I'm in build a nation um, you know a lot of sports do you like, That's like your, your so it's like your motto. Everything. So
0: if you wanted to do apparel yeah. or things like that, you could do, you could go that. Which way. Which
2: we do, yeah, exactly. But then where the where creating my own company came about was riders would come up to me after class and say, "Do you offer personal training?" And I had enough people that I was like, "Okay, this is the next move, right?" Like people want more of what I am offering. So then what was cool about Chicago and tying it back to where we started with the weather is like, okay, during the summer I'm gonna have outdoor boot camps where we're on the lakefront. And we did it Saturday mornings and Tuesday nights and right, it was a good chance to enjoy our city during the weather in which we could. And I would I was getting like great turnout and then that turned into, yeah, me could doing more one on one coaching. And me then when when we couldn't be outside, people were like, Well, we wanna keep this going. Like, where's the gym space that we go to? Um, and as I became a Lululemon ambassador and they built like a state of the art shop and facility with gym space in it as well, year by year, it does continue to grow. And um,
1: so where did Lululemon that, come yeah. into all this? Because I, I have a first cousin who's also a Lululemon ambassador. Uh, he He's a um, an awesome. ultra runner. So they yep. found him. Did Lulu find you? How How did that happen?
2: Yeah. Lululemon and SoulCycle, I've always had like a pretty good relationship. With our, our A lot of our retail is Lululemon branded. Um, so I moved to Chicago. Oh, I, I'm in. There were, if,
0: if your apparel is Lululemon, I'm in.
2: You're, and, and again, Brian, my story, <laughs> I have a funny, similar like story from SoulCycle with Lululemon. It's because of your brother. You're your brother said for christmas that his father-in-law got him a pair of lululemon sweatpants and they were like the most comfortable thing ever and i was like isn't that the women's like yoga store and he was like no don't knock it you try it. it's great and i didn't own lululemon at that time and i'm not an instructor (laughs) and i'm like whatever man like you're wearing pink pants but then flash forward to right i'm getting involved in the fitness industry and lululemon clothing is unbelievable if you don't have a pair there abc Pants, which stands for anti-ball crushing. Crushing. Oh,
0: um, I have three.
1: Yeah, right. I, I'm not going to lie. Phenomenal. I even
0: got the shorts, man. I love their products. Yep. I love I their feel, products.
1: I feel so out of the loop on this.
0: And no, they're oh, not a sponsor of the show. It
1: will change your life. It will change your life. I'm shifting uncomfortably uh-huh. here because my balls are feeling a little crushed. So I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I guess I have to get the ABC pants. I'm telling you, that's yeah.
0: one of the stores that my wife won't let me go in. Actually, she won't, I, that's a lie. She'll let me go in. But she'll be like, "Oh no!" Every time I walk in, or we're walking past a, a Lululemon store, and I just happen to go in because why not?
1: That's basically any car dealership for me. But, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so okay. So, so you're introduced by Brian's brother to this this concept of the brand. You become an yeah. instructor, and all of a sudden, you're. When, when do you when do you wind up first experiencing Lululemon on your on your own uh, skin?
2: Yeah. So I think Lululemon does a great job of kind of, they also foster community and they have their key leaders and um, staff go and take different instructors classes in all different types of modalities. It's more, you know, I think people you go into a store and there's the pictures of the ambassadors on the wall and you're like, that's a really attractive person. They picked someone who would look good in their clothes. That's what I thought it was at first. But when they were kind of, for lack of a better term, we could say courting me. And then when it, when they asked me to be an ambassador, which is like a really cool moment, I was hosting a charity dodgeball tournament. And that was like the perfect moment that they did. Like, by the way, we want to let everybody know that Brent's going to be a new Chicago ambassador because I had created this event where I brought, you know, people from all over the city together for a good cause to have some fun and I was I was making a positive impact in Chicago, so that's when I became an ambassador with them, and that's going on four
1: years now. It's very cool.
0: So I I really like that. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, I I am a kind of a Lululemon snob. I hate to say it, but yeah. I so am. so
1: knowing nothing really about how that clothing feels, uh, whether it be casually or athletically, um, oh, we'll go to the store. I'll take you. (laughs) If that's a challenge, you might lose. I would not put money on that bet. But, But I will tell you that one of the things about Neighbors Don't Knock that I'm most proud of with this podcast so far is that we've always gotten so lucky, so fortunate to have guests like you on who all come from a very supportive environment. They're doing things with their lives and their times, their time rather, that really lifts people up and never tells people they can't do something. So to hear that Lululemon is a brand that is is interested in finding people to support them that are also supporting community, like with your story, that means a lot to me. I, I really appreciate hearing that because I I didn't know when we first started this podcast that I would want to always lean in that direction with it, but it's just evolved organically to that. And I really feel very passionately that we should continue down that road. So that's great. I'm well, very happy to hear it.
0: As, as how I always like to say it, we're expanding the neighborhood.
1: Where is Build It right now with the with the pandemic, with people locked up? What's going on um, with your business, with Chicago, with your customers, your friends? Yeah,
2: kind of wild that like this is, you know, as we're doing this, we're basically a year into when the world, you know, or at least, you know, America kind of shut down. My loyal community, build it nation people, they actually have a lot of take home workouts from me that they've done, right? We've done this stuff in the gym. I'll send them that programming, like, hey, if you guys want to do this, if you can't make classes. So I think people are taken care of. And I'm kind of like, great, we're going to, you know, this is going to be a month long and then we'll get back to classes. We'll be fine. Well, then obviously we're here a year later and things are still happening. But during that initial time, I had people reach out to me they're like can you start doing zoom classes like i know i have these PDFs of workouts but like i need accountability so i a question
0: is it it started out as you giving these these workouts but is it now a subscription do you now is is it now kind of or are people contacting you and you do one-on-ones with them personally
2: yeah So. Even before the pandemic, my model really shifted away from one-on-ones to more group training. One, because that idea of fostering community really, really was something that was dear to me and I thought very impactful. Um, I think you get the benefits of personal training in my class. You're going to get the same type of workout you would get in a one-on-one session, but you're going to have other people in it with you, which is very inspiring and motivating. Um, The cost is going to be a lot better in a group setting, um, which means I can see you more than once, which means we can actually make some real impact. So even before the pandemic, I, I do a little bit of personal training for a select couple of people, but it's been all about group. And now inside the pandemic, I host, um, a live class one, once a day, six days a week those times are different. Um, let's say it's at 9am and you're like, I can't make a a 9am on Monday. I'm already in meetings at work. I have a recording of that, that then is accessible for two days that people could do at any time to stay on track with us. Um, so it's, it's not like true on demand, but, um, that's my platform through Lululemon. That's my platform through air subs, uh, which, um, is a, a new company that was started. And then I also recently joined, um, a new startup called shy society that is a true on demand service where um, you know you pay $30 a month to get every modality of workout that you could watch for a long time
0: neighbors don't knock is produced by cng communications cng specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media podcasting radio and more they combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big market media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at com. Okay, I, I've got I to I know something. Is there anybody who you have trained either in your business or with SoulCycle or something that is, dare I say, celebrity? Because there's rumors that you got to train the Obamas or at least give them a class. I shouldn't say train. Maybe that maybe that gives you too much too much responsibility for that. Barack Obama's like now, people say
2: I could train. I'll train you.
0: <laughs> That's right.
2: Um, I was in the absolute right place at the right time to have, yeah, maybe the shining moment of my coaching career. Um, I was able to go to a pop-up, SoulCycle does pop-ups seasonally in some really cool locations, and one of them was Martha's Vineyard, and they asked me to go to Martha's Vineyard, and I was like, sweet, yeah, I'll go there for a week and teach classes.
1: Okay,
0: right. Oh, it wasn't want... just like it. It wasn't like one class. They actually put you, did they put you up for the week?
2: Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. That now, there you go. That's, that's what I call living right there.
1: I would become <laughs> yeah, a they... soul cycle instructor. If somebody <laughs> <You> <laughs> just go, do it. done,
2: done. <laughs> they, they really do take good care of us. And I've, I've done another one in Palm beach. They have ones in Aspen and other they've done South by Southwest. So there's really cool locations. Martha's vineyard spoke to me in particular, but again, I don't know what's going to happen when I go there. Um, so, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Martha's Vineyard. And, and you get the lowdown of, by the way, um, the, uh, the former president and first lady um, spend their summers in Martha's Vineyard. And um, Michelle Obama loved Cycle. She would constantly ride in Washington, D.C. Um, and so they were just like, be prepared for this. Here's the situation. She's going to come into class very incognito. Um, there will be Secret Service in the room. Uh, obviously, and they're on bikes with them. I was like, okay, great. Their daughters ride, so they were in class.
0: Wow, the Secret um, Service was in class too, Like the the Secret Service rode as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, I,
0: mean, I, I assume they have to be fit be. anyway. But can you imagine the guy that just doesn't like to bike that gets that detail. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think they were. I think they were used to it at this point. Um, <laughs> Yeah. What, and so, then, she,
0: so she kind of snuck in. Was it just uh, uh, Michelle Obama or was the whole family there?
2: So this is early in the week, um, if I can recall. It was her and her daughters. Um, and again, we you know, we do everything we can to make sure that they have uh, a great experience. Uh, you know, they're not hounded by people. We have them set up so they can get in and out at the time. Where I wasn't, you know, trying to fanboy at the time. I just wanted to make sure, you know. You didn't you didn't do a slide. You didn't slide. Standards. No sliding. No sliding.
1: Happening. Wait, that wasn't
2: so sliding the DM. Something something funny happened to my schedule. I was slated to teach, you know, this time for a week, X number of days. And on Thursday, one of my classes was kind of taken off the schedule. I was like, oh, that's weird. They didn't tell me I would like wouldn't be teaching that day. And then on that Tuesday, they say, how do you feel about teaching um, President Obama's first class ever at Cycle? Like, okay, I, yeah, I think I feel okay about that. Um, what, what are you going to say, he he had, No, right. <laughs> I'm, no you know? Right. <laughs> no, um, no, no, I'm sorry, I can't stand that guy. <laughs> so I guess while, while in office in D.C., he had never, like, taken the bait, I think, uh, the first lady had always tried to say like, you should come do this. I really enjoy this. It's great. He, you know, he's a big basketball guy. He probably was like, no, I'm going to stick to my hoops game. Um, But he, uh, he he came in and I, I got to be his introduction to soul cycle.
0: Now, do you know if he still rides or has he, do you know, have they, have they ever contacted you or, or to say thank you or keep it up or do another class for us?
2: sadly you know we didn't get to exchange phone numbers um at the time uh and again i did people do ask me like oh did you have a photo what'd you do and i just i wanted to be as respectful as possible i wanted to provide him 45 minutes of escape where he could have fun and then you know we didn't take photos after and everything i think i heard i i said like you got great reviews we talked to you know his staff and people after I think it went really well I that's gotta I be like the highest
0: the- review right it's like oh well the uh former president of the United States thinks my class is awesome and he's never taken it before
2: so so in <laughs> in that class this is maybe embarrassing to admit but I was more excited when I saw Alonzo morning walk in the room
0: Oh, okay. Um, now, now, Philip's not. I know you're not a big sports guy. So, Alonzo good. is a basketball player.
1: You know, I'm not a big sports guy, but I do catch headline news now and again. So these <laughs> names, typically, well, i I, I as I with mean, Tom Brady, one of our previous episodes. But typically, it's, I know. But who it's they like are.
0: if a ra- like it's it's like if somebody in the racing world were in the news, and you said their name, I would have no clue, except for what's his name, Hamilton. Fair enough. I would have no idea. I'd be like, "Wait, what? No, Tony Stewart? No, no. All right, I'm out."
2: Alonzo Morning was funny because he walks in. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like I used to watch this guy all the time. He didn't ride because we did not have shoes that were big enough to fit his feet. Like oh, size what thirty? Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he's, he's got a, a massive specimen feet. of a human, and so he couldn't ride. But then I was like, "Okay, I, I guess I still get to teach." To the President of the United
0: States. Well, that see, that's when you break in. Hey, man, I got this. I got this company, Build It Athletics. We can we can do some some side workouts. <laughs> okay, so so
1: I want to know, and I know that people listening to the show want to know, how did President Obama do in his first class?
2: You could tell he was an athlete, and again, you see clips of him like playing basketball at the White House or jumping in pickup games. He was a heavy smoker he, for a I long
1: was- time, though, and I can relate to that.
2: Yeah, he really did pick it up quick. Like, the guy had rhythm, um, and so I was impressed. I held back. I wasn't trying to do anything crazy, crazy fast with speed, but, like, you know, you could probably picture some other, like, you know, stiff white presidents on the bike trying to dance to the beat of the music, and it wouldn't have gone as well. He was, he was great. I was super impressed. That's
0: cool. I, I bet. I bet President Obama looked good. I I, I I I bet that he dude, I bet he looked like I bet he looked natural on that thing.
1: Listen, politics aside, because as as you and our listeners know, President Obama and I we don't see eye to eye politically on most things. He's
0: a cool guy. I love he, him. I, I'll admit it.
1: That dude's super fly. He really is. <laughs> There's no way around it. So I imagine he got on the bike and he had he had the groove going. Now was he the only one in the class? Uh no, it was a
2: private class for like them, their friends and their family. Oh, okay. So which, they rented out the
0: place, kind of.
2: Yeah. For I'm the most pretty part. Sure we gave, I'm pretty sure we gave it to them. <laughs> um, rented it out. <laughs> yeah, how much were you charge sure. for this? Uh, no, for <laughs> no, you, Mr. President. No,
0: no, no, no. You guys will let us ride.
2: <laughs> which which was great because I would say like their friends who had never taken souls like before were just energetic, rowdy, hooting and hollering. I almost was like, okay, I have to start class at some point. Can we reel it in? But they were just having the time of their lives because it was it was them, their
1: their friends. Their That's family. very cool. And was was he holding office at this time? No, he he was done. He was done. Okay, okay. So just to get the yeah. idea of the timeline here. Recent, yeah, recently
2: had left office.
0: Okay, uh, now one, uh, you I know are always talking about fitness. I mean, we're talking about fitness, but. When you go home, is that what it's like at home for you? I mean, are are you and your wife, I mean, you now, congratulations, you have a new addition to your family. You guys just had, uh, your wife just had a baby, so congratulations.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Um, So I know your dynamic has now changed, certainly, at at home, but is it always fitness? Because my my wife's in the fitness realm as well. Uh, You know, she does, she has her own uh, company. She's in the Pilates uh, yoga world. Um, And she works out a lot. And she's always trying to get me to do a lot more fitness than I I, I should be. And it is very natural for her for just everything now, you know, for fitness and the way eating right and, you know, proteins and drinks and shakes and things like that and (laughs) and everything just in general. But is there a time that you guys just are like, I've had enough. Give me a pizza and a beer and (laughs) put on a movie and just...
2: So I'm, I'm very lucky. And I mean, I'd be be lying if I said this wasn't part of the reason I was attracted to my wife in the dating stages. She herself is a great athlete. She comes from a very athletic family. Her father and her brother played college football. Her brother actually had a stint uh, with the New York Jets and um, she went on her bachelorette party and they did a little uh, questionnaire that I crushed they asked me to answer like 10 questions. And one of them was like, what was the first thing that, um, you know, you were attracted to with Aubrey and in my best Charles Barkley voice have said, she was so athletic. Um, <laughs> That's a good Barkley. I like that. I love so, that. And, but then like, so they, Aubrey had to guess and she, she guessed correctly, like to all my answers. Right. But just that part of it. So early on, right. It, it, it was natural for us. Like, Hey, let's go work out together or, okay, yeah, we just worked out. Let's cook a healthy meal together. We both really do enjoy to cook. But to your point, we also really like our cheat meals. We also really like going around Chicago outside of a pandemic, um, and enjoying the wonderful restaurants that are here and, you know, having date night and things like that. Um, it is important to step away from fitness. I'm sure she doesn't want me talking about soul cycle and my clients all the time. Anytime I think I've had a bad day at work, um, she is actually a, uh, a nurse pursuing her, a nurse practitioners, masters, and works at University of Chicago in the oncology department. And she will come home, right, and, and tell me the day she had. And I was like, well, I had a uh, client complain about the price of class today.
1: Right. So I check, <laughs> I check myself
0: seems, real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna say, hmm, I could can see yeah. where how the, the the scales can tip a little bit in that. Yeah. Um, well, if
1: you don't mind, no, please we, please thank her from Neighbors Don't Knock for what she does because that's yeah uh, absolutely. That's that's an intense intense life path to choose to become a nurse or a nurse practitioner and, and, and especially know, think,
0: starting out with a family now and and in this crazy time. I mean, just being around all that, I you know, we applaud. Everything that that she's been doing, no doubt. Thank you. Now you mentioned that you guys like to enjoy the food and everything in Chicago. Do you have a, a favorite pizza joint? Because when I visited, that was apparently crucial for us to choose. And and I'll tell you who we chose, but I but I, I it was Lou Malnati's. That was our choice. Yeah.
2: If you're going class classic Chicago deep dish, I would say Lou Malnati's absolutely. Um Quads is one I need to give another shot because that is often like the hidden gem one that is like, Ooh, but have you had Pequots? I went there once, wasn't the best experience, but you can't judge it based on one experience. But I, but I, and I do, I like deep dishes good, but I wouldn't say it's even my favorite, especially right. Growing up and on the, the East coast and having lived in New York, I prefer like the flight as big as your face. That's oh, really thin you're and,
0: the, you're the folded and eat it guy. Hold
1: it. Yes. Yeah, I'm with yes, you. Yes, I'm a big fold. I'm a big folding pizza guy. I'm with you.
2: Okay, okay. I don't know. I don't like know when it happened when I started
1: doing it, but it's, yeah, it's like a thing. Yeah, I, it is it's a thing. What I do. It's a wonderful thing.
2: What is something
0: that you you have for you, or or is it so much love that you do with the the workouts and the fitness and the business that it, it fulfills you enough?
2: You know, I think it. I think it really does. I, I, you know, everyone says, Oh, find a job that doesn't feel like a job and that you love and rare are the people who are actually able to find that. And I really did enjoy architecture and design and the idea of building spaces that people could grow a family in like I am trying to do. Um, but there were, it felt like a job and there were parts of it that are a grind when you're doing construction documents for permits and it's not the fun, like initial design stage. And I probably put in more hours doing what I do now than what I did at architecture, but it often doesn't feel like it because yeah, I'm creating playlists and finding music for classes or I'm designing workouts for people or my off time is me going to the gym to, have to work for myself and sweat for myself and clear my mind and listen to a podcast as I'm doing it. Um, I will say finding, as you both probably know, finding moments with your significant other and your wife especially if you have a child is is definitely harder so we try to time our schedules when we put him to bed that like okay, let's watch some shows on the DVR let's just laugh together um I love how you said dVR pen-
0: I, I I love how you brought in DVR I had no idea. That anyone had a DVR yet? You are working out. Yes, so, you mean still? Still, that's yeah, yeah that's right. Still, I was still. say, say Brett, you what? are working out so much, you have a DVR still.
2: What are we? calling you? What's on <laughs> Tivo? Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: TiVo? TiVo. We're fire going up back. That, fire fire up that Tivo. TiVo in Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Brett, you got you got shows from like eight years ago that people are trying to buy for, on all the subscriptions now.
1: <laughs> you won't believe yeah. what happens to iron man <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah right. we're gonna fill you in a little bit brent thank you so much for taking the time man i mean it's been it's been great i, I there's been a real insight
1: yeah i really appreciate it honestly uh for our listeners that are like me it might be time to get up out of the chair the pandemic has been a year and you know, not not just my waistline has gotten a little fattier maybe the liver too so it might be time to work out a little bit and cut back on some indulgences
2: Uh, I really appreciate you guys having me and thanks for uh, you know considering my story and what I'm doing enough to bring to your
1: neighborhood and uh, share with your followers. Inspiring story brother. Well thank thank
0: you so much. much. Yeah we appreciate it and you guys can always check out more episodes on Neighbors Don't Knock you can go to NeighborsDon'tKnock.com or hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. You know we post things occasionally I don't know right? Every now and again. (laughs) Every now and again. We have new episodes every Friday. Again Brent's information is in the episode description but we'll see you next week peace out